The wellness world can feel overwhelming, but it doesn't need to be. Whether you're new to natural health or know the ins and outs, join HealthPost as we uncover the latest wellness trends, ingredients worth trying, and surprising insights to help you choose well. Today, Callan and I are chatting about superfoods. From kale to spirulina, blackcurrants to beetroot, these days superfoods are everywhere. But what really makes them super, and which ones should you be reaching for? Let's get into it. That is a beautiful looking drink you've got there, Rebecca. Look at the colour. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous and it tastes delicious too. It's mainly blackcurrant juice. It's the Arepa nootropic drink. Mm. So it's blackcurrant, L-theanine for focus and mood. And some enzodrenol, which is a great antioxidant and really good for your brain. Oh, wow. It's all about mental performance. So I'm hoping it's going to give me a bit of a zzzz. Get ready to mentally perform. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You get ready for it. (laughs) What about you? What have you got there? That's a nice vivid green. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking a matcha today. I've got matcha Mm. and I've made my own homemade hemp milk. But yeah, I'm I'm loving matcha at the moment. I'm trying to have a bit less caffeine as my pregnancy goes on. And matcha is a really nice option for getting a little bit of a boost from caffeine. It does have a little bit of caffeine in there, but it's tempered out with the L-theanine, another source of L-theanine, much oh, like the yes. arepa. It's in fact the only food source of L-theanine is matcha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of matcha. It's It's basically green tea powder, quite concentrated, high in antioxidants, good for brain support with the L-theanine. Consume in moderation if you're pregnant like I am, but uh, (laughs) as I said, it's gentler in terms of caffeine. It's loaded with more antioxidants and more fiber than a standard green tea as well, isn't it? that's right. Which is great. It's like next level green tea. Yeah, I've seen figures like it can be 10 times the concentration of antioxidants as found in a green tea bag. Which makes sense because it's a really high yielding it yields so many antioxidants, the tea plant itself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even black tea too. People don't realize that black tea is so full of antioxidants. It doesn't really get as much kudos as, as green tea. Mm. It's from the same plant and they, it still gives you antioxidants. It's just a little bit more processed. Yeah, totally. And I think that jogs my memory with black tea because I know you're meant to, as with coffee, take supplements away from black tea. And I mm-hmm. think if anyone is interested in trying matcha, I would also encourage that maybe an hour either side of mm. having some matcha, take your supplements then. So today we'd like to talk about superfoods. <laughs> and superfoods, like the definition of superfoods. Yeah, there isn't a categorical way to define a superfood. And it is often used in marketing. It's not a scientific term. Mm. And basically it's a food that's full of nutrients and really good for you. you yeah. know? So packed full of vitamins, packed full of minerals. Maybe some lovely healthy fats, some fiber, and phytonutrients are a massive one too. And, you know, talking of phytonutrients, the anthocyanins are what make my beautiful black currant juice that lovely pink color. Yes. And anthocyanins are some of my favorite plant pigments. So we talk about eating a rainbow and we want to eat lots of different brightly colored fruit and vegetables as much as you can get. And I really love the pinks and the purples and the reds. Yeah, and that's meant to be really great for cognitive health. Yeah, and also blood vessel health. So like your capillaries, you know, if you have like dilated capillaries in your face and you get like little red patches and things, or you've got vein issues in your legs, etc. Anthocyanins are amazing for that. Oh, wow. And so those are things like, say, your red cabbage, your blueberries. All your berries. All your berries. Black currants, raspberries, blueberries. All the berries. Yum. I love frozen berries. This is so too. great. Such a great way of getting like superfoods in. 
Yeah, and you can enjoy it all year round. Of course, it's so nice to eat seasonally, but mm. if you want your berries and it's July. It's pretty handy. It is handy. So one interesting thing about those plant pigments is they're actually all the same. Like, So the blue, the purple, the red, you'd think they'd be all different compounds, but it's actually just the pH of the food. So that's why, like, say you've had a cup that you've left back current juice in and you wash it with some dishwashing liquid and it might go like a darker blue-black color. Hmm. That's because it's changed the pH. Interesting. Yeah, funny, yeah. As two naturopaths trying to be normal, we've probably got two quite similar opinions on what qualifies as a superfood. Like we'd probably say like those beautiful dark berries definitely are in the superfood category. category. Absolutely. And I just, I love black currants. Me too. You can get powdered black currants that we have as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get black currant supplements. You can get all sorts of stuff. And they're just so full of so many nutrients. They've got a really high ORAC rating, which is the level of antioxidants in any food, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I also like goji berries. Yeah. Tell me a bit about goji berries. You had something really oh. cool to say about a compound that they have in them. Yeah. Well, they've got plenty of compounds in them. They've got carotenoids, which are great for your eye health and skin health, etc. Yeah. That's what makes them that reddish pink color. They've got, I think they've got some athexanthin in them too, which is pretty special. Oh, yeah. They also have a, a compound called lysiamide, which mm. they've found, a, it's a dopamine derivative, which is really interesting. Yeah, that's the one that I found quite yeah. intriguing. So I love them so much. I often will eat a whole lot of them and I offer them to people and I find that I'm equally happy if they say yes, because I love to share them, but I'm also <laughs> happy if they say no, because then I get more. Because <laughs> <laughs> dopamine is responsible for motivation and sort of feeling good do you notice a difference in how you feel? I usually have goji berries if I've got a busy day or I feel like I just like a boost in the day or I want to get a great big whopping helping of antioxidants. Yes. For my yeah. skin, for all my cells. So yeah, I, I definitely notice. I mean, I don't know if it's psychosomatic, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah, kind definitely. Of explains why I'm slightly addicted to them. Like my family would say they're a little, you're addicted to goji berries. You've got a problem. Oh, well. <laughs> That's interesting. I feel like maybe it's the same phenomenon as the functional mushroom blend that I got you to try where oh, yeah. initially, because I've I've tried goji berries before <laughs> and I did not get hooked. No. <laughs> but um. I feel like if I tried them again, knowing what I now know, would I then get hooked to the feeling and then therefore the flavor? Yeah, and I think if you, like I did a lot of research on what's what are in them, like what are the nutrients that they have and why do I love them so much? And that was kind of my theoretical explanation. It would make sense. Yeah, and I think when you do have a lot of antioxidants, it does activate your reward centers in your brain and want you, want, make you want more, which mm. is great. It's such a great adaptation that our bodies have given us, yeah, which is really cool. We've got very clever systems running in our bodies. Totally. The human body is so amazing and the brain and, you know, things that influence our behavior. It's just so intriguing, isn't it? Yes. So what else would you class as a superfood? Well, I would mm-hmm. go so far as to say maybe spirulina Ooh, as a yes. superfood. This is a, a blue-green algae that we have available on the Health Post website. It comes in powder or it comes in tablets. It's super easy to incorporate into a smoothie. Yes. Really easy if you're not a fan of the flavor to mask the flavor with things like bananas, kiwi fruit, berries. Yeah. On the topic of berries. 
And yeah, spirulina, it's super rich in vitamins and minerals. It's a great plant-based source of protein. So it's suitable Mm. for vegans and vegetarians. It's going to give you a bunch of antioxidants as well. B vites and lots of minerals, magnesium, because it's technically, you kind of can put it in the same category as green leafy vegetables. Yeah, It's got all of those nutrients that are so good for you. And I kind of put spirulina in the same category as like your super greens, like your barley grass, your wheat grass, your chlorella, and then your green leafy vegetables like your spinach and your silver bit and your kale and all of those things. Like I kind of put them in one group and say they're a superfood. Super greens. And then I guess we could say super reds too. Yeah. And that's a good way to categorize them. eh? Things like beetroot. And we also sell beetroot powder. Yeah. And all sorts of other super red blends, don't we? Yeah. Beetroot's really great because it's got methylated compounds so it's really great for brain function and detoxification it's really yeah. interesting yeah i've also read that it has high levels of nitric oxide which is meant Ooh. to be good for athletic performance yeah, yeah. that makes sense mm. the other thing is would you count coconut oil as a superfood oh, i feel like it's just quite super and all the things it can do i guess it's not just a food though because it's super you, versatile yeah. is what it is eh? maybe we'll put it in the super versatile <laughs> pack because You know, you can use it as a hair mask, a face mask, a mouth swish. Yes. I think you could possibly argue it's a superfood, though, because it's got those medium-chain triglycerides in them, which is great for brain health. Yeah. People love it when they're on keto. It's a great Mm. way to get, like, fats. And it's not, like, an overpowering fat. Yeah, and it also has a high smoking point, so it can be quite good for frying things. Good for cooking. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get deodorized as well as the coconutty flavor one too, which is cool. Biobalance does a really good coconut oil if you try it yet. I have, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's the best. Yeah, I would agree with that. Should we talk about alkalizing? Yeah, sure. the 80-20 thing, which is kind of old school, but they've actually found quite a bit of research on those foods that are typically in the whole alkalizing category of foods, like your greens and your lemon juice and lots of fruits and vegetables, et cetera, and how they actually do have, it's like an anti-inflammatory side of things. So like lots of foods are really anti-inflammatory and mostly fruit and vegetables, but greens especially. And it's just funny because it, the eighty twenty, the whole alkalizing diet, as I said, it's quite an old school thing. It's been around for a long time. But they have found that it is a great way to live. And, I mean, if you're having a high intake of fruit and vegetables, we all know that's really good for you. I would even go as far to say that all fruit and vegetables class as superfoods. No, I would agree. Whenever I'm writing a a blog about a certain nutrient, you know, like the B vites, minerals, etc., I'm always looking at foods that yield high amounts. And it's always the fruit and vegetables. They're always there and they've just got so many different things in them. Also fiber feeding our good bacteria. and all those phytonutrients too that sometimes get forgotten too. Mm. And those pigments like lycopene from tomatoes, yeah, which is interesting because it's actually better if it's cooked. Yes. Which is quite interesting. Really great for prostate health, but it's a very strong antioxidant. Mm. I've heard it's good for heart health as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. What about cacao? What do you think? I, I think it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it qualifies as... A superfood? I would say yes. I think it could definitely qualify as a superfood. It's super concentrated with antioxidants. Mm. It's got a great dose of magnesium in there. I mean, theobromine is a really great compound from cacao and chocolate, which is really great for brain health. Really interesting. And it's kind of a similar 
compound to caffeine, which is really interesting, but mm. it's not as stimulating. And that's the compound that can kill your dog. So definitely yes. keep that away from your pets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting, eh? They can't yeah. metabolize it. No. But we can. That is not pet friendly. No. Do not give your pets anything cacao chocolate. related. No chocolate cake for doggies. No. What about tahini? That's a favorite. I know that's a favorite of yours as well. Yeah, well, I've just recently been put onto tahini from you, actually. Oh, yeah. You were talking about black tahini, and I thought, huh? (laughs) But I looked online, and lo and behold, there was some black tahini. At (laughs) healthpost.co.nz. At your neighborhood healthpost.co.nz. Yeah. Um, And so I've tried it, and i got to say, regular tahini has a bit of a stronger flavor. Mm. The black one was a little more palatable for me, but it had that same delicious sort of nutty flavor. Mm. I put a little bit of honey on top to sweeten the deal, and it was delicious. So we should probably say that tahini is ground sesame seeds. Yes. Which is interesting. So it's got that lovely sesame flavor. So tahini is really high in calcium. Mm. So it's awesome for postmenopausal women. Because postmenopause, calcium metabolism changes with different levels of estrogen. So it's a great way of getting extra calcium. It's, re- it's so full of it. Um, it's also full of all your other minerals too. And your carotenoids, antioxidants, flavonoids, just so many nutrients. It's interesting how certain superfoods start trending and yeah. they get super popular. Like functional mushrooms are, I think, having their moment and they're definitely counted as a superfood. Absolutely. We have an episode on functional mushrooms dedicated to them and how much we love them. So we won't go into them too much. Otherwise, we'll start talking about them the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But other trends are sort of here to stay. Like I can't remember the exact date, but you said that spirulina has been trending. Forever. Yeah. Decades. Decades. Totally. And then chlorophyll's had its moment fairly recently. Chlorophyll, I don't know if we count it as a food because it's technically a compound from food. It's Mm. the green pigment. And as we know, we love plant pigments. It's very alkalizing and it's full of lots of nutrients. But people talk about it, and I don't know if there's scientific backup for this, around it being an internal deodorant, which I find really interesting. Yeah, I have some some friends anecdotally who say that it is effective in that way, but I I agree. I think it's it's hard to make that statement when there's <laughs> no concrete evidence to support that. Yeah, I mean, if it supports detoxification, then possibly it may help. Yeah. Because you were talking about people with, like, body odor, like yeah. underarms. Yeah, so specifically underarms and um, halitosis or, you know, bad breath. So interesting. Yeah, they've the people that I know who have tried it for that purpose said that it did, in fact, improve odors. So if someone gives you chlorophyll for Christmas, take it as an insult. <laughs> like You'll know soap why. And deodorant. <laughs> soap, deodorant, and chlorophyll for Christmas. Thanks. I'll use that. Oh, wow. <laughs> what are you trying to say? And um, people use it for skin. Yeah. So it seems to be the main reason it's popular. So people, if, if they suffer from blemishes, they'll use it. And, I mean, that kind of works in theoretically with the detoxification aspect of it. So yeah, agree. Kind of makes sense. I personally would go for a spirulina over a chlorophyll because I feel like chlorophyll is just one great part of spirulina, but spirulina has so much more to offer. So it's more of a holistic option. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Chlorophyll is sort of the isolated extract. And then, as you said, spirulina is offering a holistic, more well-rounded array of nutrients that include chlorophyll. Yeah. So So why not go for spirulina? Yeah. Any green is going to give you some chlorophyll, Mm. whether it be silverbeet or spirulina or... Yeah, yeah. Brussels sprouts. 
Oh. <laughs> Do you not love them? You don't you know, have the gene for loving them. Yeah, I, I can eat a lot of things. Oh. Brussels sprouts do not tantalize me. They're full of sulfur, which is really detoxifying, which is interesting. I know this. And I've got, like, oh, but still, <laughs> you're still not persuading me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. We're talking about superfoods that maybe don't taste as great. Let's be honest, some superfoods aren't delicious, yeah. and some are. And yeah. you eat some because they're so nutritious and they're delicious, whereas others you might want to put in a smoothie and disguise the taste, but you still want the benefit of all those beautiful nutrients. Yeah, and what's coming to mind as you say this is moringa. Ooh, moringa. Have it's you, got a great name. Moringa. Have yeah. you tried moringa before? I have tried moringa yeah. once. Yeah. Does that say it for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough said. <laughs> I had a little period on moringa where I was having it Every day for maybe about a month. I can't remember the point where the flavor stopped bothering me. I oh. wasn't doing myself any services of putting it in a smoothie because I didn't want to ruin my smoothie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Moringa. <laughs> no, but I felt amazing. Oh. And so I think there's, there would obviously be a way to do it. It just has a very strong, earthy tea taste. Planty. Yeah. Leafy. Like if I really mm. think about how it tastes it doesn't taste bad but it, there's something just quite potent about it that makes it a bit difficult to palate sometimes and it's definitely a nutrient dense superfood oh, super it's dense. Yep. amazing and yes. i think that it actually grows in some quite harsh environments too which ah. makes it a really good option as like a, a, a superfood in yeah. lots of different areas which yeah. is quite cool I like the idea of plants sort of growing and adapting to conditions and then passing those benefits on to us. Yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, so moringa, if you can if you can figure out a way to get it in you, yeah. is amazing. And so why don't we talk about ways to make smoothies taste delicious and disguise some of those superfoods that maybe aren't there for taste, but they're there for all their lovely benefits. Yeah, definitely. Like a banana is always a staple in my smoothie. I find that yes. it disguises other flavors, but also it's nice and creamy. Yeah, bananas and you can freeze them. Yeah, and then it sort of gives a sort of almost ice Ooh, creamy yeah. kind of texture. Not in winter though; that's definitely a summer thing, <laughs> <laughs> a summer treat. Yeah, and frozen berries, as I've mentioned, they're always great. And blackcurrant always good because it's quite tasty. Yeah, always also a fan of adding kiwi fruit if you've yes. got some on hand. And you can leave some of the kiwi fruit skin on if you wash it properly because it's really great for bowel function, yeah. like bowel regularity. Extra fiber. Yeah. Mm. And if you're having kiwi fruit in a smoothie, one great thing is that you get kiwi fruit seeds. If you're just eating a kiwi fruit, you might chew some of the seeds, but you're probably not going to chew all of them. But in a smoothie, if you run it through for long enough, it's going to pulverize all those seeds. Mm. And kiwi fruit seed has so many antioxidants in it, which yeah. is awesome. And it gives quite a nice flavor too. Like I feel like you can taste the kiwi fruit seed, which is interesting. The other thing is citrus skin. Because mm. citrus skin is so full of polyphenols, it's amazing. Like, I've never tried have, that. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have too many because obviously it's very overpowering. But if you put some like zest or just the mm. pith is full of vitamin K and bioflavonoids yes. and so many amazing things, make sure you wash it well and obviously organic as best as possible. Citrus peel can disguise some other pungent flavors too, which is nice. Like I quite like orange and mandarin. I've been I've seen a TikTok recipe going around, which is using an entire lemon. And again, as you said, it's washed, it's organic. Mm. It's the entire lemon cut in half, put in a blender with olive oil, and taking like two ounces or something of that a day, 
Apparently, it's meant to be amazing for your yeah, whole body. Full of antioxidants. Energy giving and detoxification supporting. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, apparently it, it tastes delicious, which I, yeah, I, I thought the combination of lemon and extra virgin olive oil, I, I, that, that doesn't seem like an immediate winner in terms of combination, but. I don't know. The flavor probably works quite well. It's probably got an interesting mouthfeel with the yeah, fats and then like I'm the zinginess of the yeah. citrus, like that tart. Every person I've seen try it on TikTok is adamant that it's delicious. Mm. Yeah, I could, I could go there. Mm. One phytonutrient that's that you find in lots of different fruit and vegetables, like your apples, your berries, your onions, chocolate. <laughs> Always like to talk, think about all the nutrients in chocolate. Let's justify <laughs> chocolate some more. Yeah, is <laughs> quercetin. Mm. Quercetin is a really interesting compound. So people take quercetin as a supplement for hay fever. Super popular, hmm. combined with bromelain, which is from pineapple. Yeah. Pineapple could kind of go in the superfood well, category. Well, I, I think if you're putting vegetables in the superfood category, I it's, think fruits are oh, superfoods yes, as well. Yeah. yeah. And they can be their own category. Yeah. It takes up two spots. Yeah. Pineapple is really great. It's full of enzymes, so it helps your digestion, which is interesting. Mm. And people that work in pineapple factories or people that cut up pineapple, they lose their fingerprints. Yeah, it's really weird. it digests you back. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> That's why if you keep eating it after a while, your tongue starts yeah. to feel a bit funny. And the center, you know how the center is very, you cut the center up because it's the highest, it's got the highest amount. Oh. And the skin. Interesting. And you can make tea out of the skin which is interesting. I haven't tried that yet. I haven't either, so but I've, I've seen that done. And apparently that's, yeah, as you said, that's a great source of bromelain and yeah. a great way to support immune health. Yeah. And like a pre-dinner aperitif. Yeah. Fancy. Get your digestive juices flowing. Oh, yeah. Fancy. So when you've got young kids, sometimes it can be a challenge to get healthy foods into them. Mm. Some of them are really into it. Some of them not. It's just... Luck of the draw. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how cooperative a child is going to be day to day. So sometimes if you do have a fussy eater in the house, it can be great to give them a superfood supplement like kids' green stuff. There's quite a few different ones, actually. There's a lot of kids, and you'll find them in our kids' category, kids' daily wellness category. We'll put a link. It's a good way of making sure that you're going to fill any nutritional gaps that might happen with a fussy eater. Yeah. How do you try and incorporate nutrient-dense foods into young one's meals? Well, my young one has autism, and so he can be quite particular about what he wants to eat day to day. But mm. I have found a really consistent staple that I'm able to get him to drink each day, and so I just leverage this as much as I can as <laughs> a protein powder smoothie oh, of some awesome. kind. Yes. So I give him protein powder. Some days he'll want berries in it. Some days he'll want a banana. Some days I'll put some spirulina in there for him. I've even started putting collagen in there for him. So yeah, if I'll, I'll try and get away with as much as I can. But if the day before he's sort of rejected my concoction of offerings, <laughs> then I'll sort of rein it back and simplify. But the base is always protein powder because as a growing yeah. child, you need that support for, you know, muscle health and neurotransmitter production and yeah. energy. Yeah. So I'm a big advocate for protein powder for kiddies. Totally. Same. Um, and adults too. I mean, yeah. I feel like a lot of us don't get enough protein in our diets. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's a bit more of a tricky thing to get in our diets. Like a lot of protein-rich foods are 
a bit expensive too. Totally, yeah. So I find that I have a protein smoothie for breakfast and it's easier and probably a little more cost-effective than trying to get a protein-rich breakfast every day as well. Yeah, and that's a lovely way to start the day as well is with something protein-heavy rather mm. than something that's going to spike your blood sugar and sort of send you on a, a roller coaster for the rest of the day in terms of your energy levels. I find that yep. if I start the day with something like eggs or a protein shake, then I've got pretty steady energy levels to work with for the rest of the day, totally. regardless of what else I eat. Yeah, I find it if I avoid that 3 p.m. slump. Mm. And for me, the 3 p.m. slump's not always energy. It might be just my mood. I might just get yeah. really grumpy yeah. or my mood will drop and I'll just be like, why does my life suck? And Aww. then I'll think, oh, I didn't have enough protein I'm this just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> my life doesn't suck. I'm just hungry. Yeah. Good to know your triggers. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, it, and when you think about it, it kind of makes sense because a steady blood sugar state helps with energy, mood, sleep later on in the day too mm. because if you have – a roller coaster with your blood sugar levels, it can lead to stress hormones being secreted, which can then cause wakefulness later on. It's it's so good for you to have a lot of protein, healthy fats and fiber in yeah. all your meals. Yeah. And linking it back to kids as well, if you're thinking about that's the sort of support that their body needs mm -hmm. as well, starting their day off with a protein yeah. rich breakfast and making sure they have enough dietary fats and fiber throughout the day to support steady blood sugar levels, that's going to help support the kind of behaviors you want that are good yes. for focusing and mood. They're just like us. They're just smaller yeah. and a bit more reactive. So, <laughs> so they need this type of support as well. Totally. I had a strategy of making smoothies with heaps of my beloved black currants. So they were bright mm. pink red. And I said it was dragon juice. Oh, cool. But, and if you drank it, you could see dragons. But then I was like, actually, no, that's a bit mean. Did it work? Real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Are like, you sure it was black <laughs> But then he kind of was like, oh, no, I don't want any more dragon juice. I was like, oh, I thought it was onto a winner. But. Yeah, it sucks <laughs> when you when you think you've found something and your kids sort of are like, ah, oh, boring. <laughs> You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you I don't mean, get to outgrow this. You can sneak fruit and veg. I mean, I know a lot of people sneak vegetables and mints and things. Like, you know, grate oh, yeah. some carrot, put some greens and fry it up and they never mm. know. Yeah, and that's another great place you could add things like maybe bone broth powder mm. or even functional mushrooms as in something savoury like a mince. You could sprinkle that over top, quite easily hide that in a meal. You could yeah. do it with greens powders too. Yeah, like you could. Like a spirulina powder, hey? Mix it's, it in at the end. Yeah, would that be heat stable, do you think? You probably wouldn't put it in while it's cooking. You'd yeah. probably put it on like just before serving and it may deplete a few of the bees possibly, but I think you're still going to get Still going to get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean we cook... We cook greens, some greens. Mm. Something interesting about green leafies, back to green leafies, mm. if you boil them or any vegetable, all of those lovely nutrients go into the water. So <laughs> make sure you drink the water or make a broth or a gravy out of the water or roast or stir fry them mm. because if they're roasted and stir fried, the nutrients don't leach out into the water. That's, yeah, that's a really good point. Back to the topic of how to get nutrient-dense food into kitties. Another yes. thing that I've found has worked quite well with my specific kitty and might be useful for someone else is homemade hemp milk. Ooh, so the yes. way I've been making that is I use the hemp hearts that I got from Health Post and the brand name is Hemp Farm. Oh yeah. And so you take about three tablespoons of hemp hearts, mm -hmm. you put it with some filtered water. It's sort of three tablespoons per serve, but you can make it more or less depending on how concentrated you want it to be and you just blend it up and it makes this oh. most delicious creamy milk 
And oh. you can add that to hot chocolates. You can add that to smoothies. And actually, I've started adding it to my son's protein powder concoction oh. as well, just for an extra nutrient boost. Those, and you're getting all the yeah. lovely benefits of the hemp seeds, like omega-3, yeah. 6, 9, the plant protein, the vitamins and the minerals. So yeah, mm. that's um, I'm... I'm so into hemp seeds yeah. and making my own hemp milk at the moment. <laughs> Such so a hippie. <laughs> it's really great because if you're buying plant milks from the supermarket, there's so much waste with the packaging, hey? Yes, and there are always, I think, so many unnecessary additives in them. Yeah. With my hemp milk, it is water and hemp seeds. That's and so you it. don't filter either. You just, oh, you don't nice. really you just need to. have a good blender. It's not perfect, and I think you could strain it if the little bits at the end do bother you. They don't bother me because in um, my mind, they're just the extra seeds. Extra fiber. Exactly. If you were fussy about texture, then maybe strain it through a muslin cloth after oh, yeah. and turn the remaining bits, pop it into some baking or something. So one challenge with getting enough superfoods in is sometimes the price of fruit and veg at the moment, which mm. is so disappointing because they're so good for you. But there are ways that we can supplement those nutrients with things like spirulina. I actually just wrote a blog recently on how to meet your nutritional needs on a budget. Mm. And we found with a bit of research that for as little as a dollar a day, you could incorporate spirulina into your diet your daily regime <laughs> your daily regime yes thank you <laughs> yeah. So yeah it can be it can be really cost effective especially when you know you think about even seasonal fruit and vegetables can tread the line of being inaccessible sometimes in terms of cost mm. so it's nice to have that consistency in your nutritional intake with supplementing and i guess there's a convenience factor too like some people don't love cooking and yeah. at least it's quite a good thing to give to like, you know, you might have like an, a young adult child or something, you know, at least if they're taking some spirulina tablets, they're getting some of those nutrient-dense yeah. foods into them. They're on their way to their five a day. Because they probably are eating chicken nuggets and steak <laughs> and eggs. Yes. <laughs> or eggs. Rather than greens. Steak and eggs. <laughs> well, I find, yeah, I'm talking about young males. Oh, They right. don't really love the veg, I've, I've noticed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've I've got a, a young sister and she loves steak and eggs as well actually. <laughs> and is not as pretty averse to vegetables. So yeah, maybe that yeah. maybe that is a pattern. Yeah, I mean steak and eggs are good for you in their own way. But when we're talking about getting more veggie in, that's kind of sometimes a challenge. Yeah, and you've got to keep it all in balance as well. Like I I know some people do advocate for a carnivorous diet, but mm. I think fruit and veggies have an important role to play. Yeah, I mean I have a carnivorous diet because I feel like my protein needs are quite high and it's an mm. easy way to get a lot of protein. Mm. Salmon is a massive favorite for me. Oh, yeah. I think that could be included in our superfood. Absolutely. Salmon is amazing. With all of those lovely omegas and the protein and the azaxanthin, which is what makes it pink. Yeah. So we have azaxanthin supplements too. Yeah. It makes flamingos pink. It makes krill pink. It makes salmon pink. And it will make you pink. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did pierce one of the capsules and it did make me pink. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I've tried Astaxanthin and it does not, it doesn't make you pink. Yeah, yeah. Let's but just, it, is meant disclaimer. To be, it is meant to be great for skin support, though. Oh, yeah. And it's the beauty of it is it is a fat and water-soluble oh, antioxidant. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah, you don't get many of those. No, don't get many of it's those. It's usually do one you? or the other. 
No, exactly. And so it's really bioavailable and it's used by like so many different cell types in your body. Like you said, for skin, it's a really great skin antioxidant and there's like quite a bit of research on it specifically for skin, which mm. is cool. And phytoprotection, so like protection from sun damage, which yeah. is awesome, especially if you're wanting to keep your collagen all nice and perky. Yes, mm. yes. Apple cider vinegar also, we I feel like it needs a mention. Yeah, go on. It's interesting that they make it as a supplement now and there's some really interesting research on blood sugar level control, which mm. I really thought was quite bizarre until I looked into it. It's actually quite compelling. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so there's this idea that if you take apple cider vinegar before a carbohydrate-dense meal, mm. then that is meant to balance your yeah. blood sugar spike. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's so interesting. And people, some people will have it in as an as a vinegar in the morning with water. And I think it's really great because it does stimulate your digestive juices as well. Yeah. And I think it just primes your body for nutrients, which kind of makes sense. And that's why it works with, you know, blood sugar level control, which yeah. is awesome. You can get it in gummies, mm. in capsules. One thing to be aware of is it can weaken your tooth enamel. So don't brush your teeth for half an hour after you've had the vinegar itself. Maybe even consider drinking the vinegar if you're mixing it in with water with one of our Caliwoods reusable straws. I feel like Ooh, that's yes. going to bypass the need for it to hit your yep. teeth at all. Perfect. Yeah. It's a great solution. And rinse with water after. Mm. Always great. Yes. Or take a capsule or a gummy. Yeah. I haven't actually tried the gummies, full disclosure. I, I haven't either. And I, I also kind of feel like if your mouth is involved in sort of priming your digestive process, I feel mm. like it would be best to the, taste it. The taste. Yeah, but you know, I, the the benefits are going to be there either way. So it's whatever whatever keeps you compliant and whatever suits you, whatever works for you. Yeah. Speaking of like sort of morning routines, I have started taking apple cider vinegar, lemon, and some ground up chia seeds um, mm. first thing in the morning to help with digestion and non-pregnancy related bloating. <laughs> and it's actually been working amazingly. Like I've found my digestive function has become a lot more smooth. It's smooth. It's also like comprehensive, but not quite that. Like it's efficient at metabolizing <laughs> my food now. <laughs> and it's been really good for my energy levels. It's been, it's a really lovely routine to start the day. Mm. And the reason I grind up my chia seeds is so I don't have to chew them. Yeah. Especially if you're soaking them in apple cider vinegar or lemon, oh. you don't want to get that all over your teeth. No, so if it's ground up, I'm getting all the benefits of the omegas and the mm. fiber, the gut-loving mucilage in the chia Ooh, seeds, yes. but I don't have to chew it. And that makes it easy to just go down in a straw. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you grind it yourself? Yeah, so ah. I have a I have a little coffee grinder at ah, home. Yes. I buy the chia seeds from Health Post. You can yep. get chia seeds on the website. Yep. And then yeah, I think I think they oxidize fairly quickly. So I sort yeah. of do them in small batches and totally. I keep it in the fridge. One thing we should probably mention about seeds, like your flax seed and your hemp seed and your chia seeds, those essential fatty acids in there, which are so great for us, can oxidize and can be a little hard to store without mm. them breaking down. So that's why Grinding them as needed is the optimal way of using them. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And making sure that you buy them in a sealed packet too. Sometimes like if you buy them from a bulk bin, that's not always great. I mean, it's great for the environment because you're not having the packaging, but the, it can affect the yeah. quality of, of the seed. Yeah. You can't vouch for how fresh the 
seed will be. Mm. Oh, and actually, on the topic of mucilage, anyone who is interested in incorporating chia seeds into their diet, just make sure you soak them first. Yes. Don't try and swallow them dry and then Ooh. chase it with water. That's Ooh. that's a bit of a, a no-no <laughs> and that might wind up leading to some yeah. serious discomfort. So just always make sure you soak them first. Let them absorb that water and expand because they do expand massively. Yeah. yeah, don't go ahead and dry swallow them. Totally. That releases all those beautiful mucilage. Yeah. Flaxseed, I feel, needs a mention yeah, because of all that beautiful fiber, all the lovely omega fats. It's actually been shown to help with female hormonal balance too. Mm. So I find I like to have it. And I find that my PMS is less noticeable when I'm having a lot of flaxseed. That's and there's a bit of research around it too. I'm not having it at the moment. Maybe that's a problem. <laughs> Are you? Is it part of a protocol that's seed cycling? Seed cycling? Yeah. I don't know enough about it to speak to it, but there's this idea that if you eat different seeds throughout different stages of your menstrual cycle, Mm. it's meant to support PMS and general comfort during the cycle. I mean, it makes sense. It's really great for detoxification because of all the fiber, but it's also got some phytoestrogens in it too, which is interesting. Yeah, right. So it helps to have it at a certain time of month when your estrogen levels drop. Mm. And it's so theoretically that makes sense, yeah. So yeah. Could, I could probably say that I do some seed cycling. It's got a nice ring to it. Seed cycling. <laughs> During your menstrual cycle, your seed cycle. Yeah. What would you say your favorite superfoods are right now? Oh, do I have to choose one? No. <laughs> what are your top five? <laughs> I think I would have to say goji berries are my favorite. And we do sell them. We sell organic goji berries, which are delicious. Mm. So I just eat them like a snack. Yeah. Lots of people put them in their porridge or baking. I put them in my smoothie too. It makes the smoothie orange, bright orange. But I quite like to pulverize the seeds. Yeah. It makes me pulverize seeds. So much nutrient content in seeds. So spirulina is a favorite as well, I think. It's like a whole food multi, but it's a, you know, a food, not a supplement. Yes. It can be both, actually. Yeah, sure can. Mm. What about you? As one might have gleaned by my earlier enthusiasm, my favorite at the moment is probably hemp seeds. Yes. Just because I'm very excited about making my own hemp milk. Mm. (laughs) And then another strong favorite of mine that I've really enjoyed having for years now is matcha. Yeah. Yeah, I love matcha and not always a fan of coffee or the way that coffee makes me feel so it's mm. nice to have an alternative that gives me the same kind of boost but without such a severe caffeine crash yeah L-theanine and caffeine interact with one another which is really interesting eh? yeah they do yeah L-theanine is meant to sort of mitigate the jittery effects of caffeine but sort of still supports the energy levels and the mood and the focus and it's they're both naturally occurring in matcha yeah they are <laughs> yeah Funny, it's like magnesium in high-fiber foods. Things just go hand in hand. What do you know? Mm. So to summarize, superfoods are the types of foods that contain lots of dense nutrients. They can be great options for anyone who is looking to have some consistency in their nutrient intake and maybe doesn't always have the budget for fresh produce. We've covered the benefits of things like spirulina, chlorella, matcha, hemp seeds, 
Goji berries. Goji berries. All types of berries. Yeah, all types of seeds. All just to give you ideas of what you could be adding to your diet and the benefits that they would bring. And smoothies. How great smoothies are to get superfoods into your diet. Yeah, and our nutritionist, Lena, has actually created a bunch of really nutritious, amazingly amazing tasting smoothie recipes. Mm. And so we'll link those in the show notes as well. Yum. So we've had a lovely chat about superfoods today. I've really enjoyed it. Me too. We haven't touched on functional mushrooms that much just because we've got an episode dedicated to them. So we don't want to like take everything over with functional mushrooms. No. (laughs) We could spend a whole episode on functional mushrooms and we have. Yeah. (laughs) So have a listen to that if you haven't already. If you've enjoyed this episode or you think that a friend might enjoy it, do feel free to share. We'd love it if you would rate and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with other content we might release. Thanks for tuning in today and hope to see you next time. If you have a health goal you'd like support with, please consult a health professional. Choose Well is not intended to be health advice and the views expressed on this podcast are our own.